For those of you that have already heard the sermon, the podcast begins at about 14 minutes and 30 seconds. He can stay. If you stay, we're liable, we're liable to keep picking. So. <laughs> Saul's ready. That'll be the first time the cops ever show up to a church service. Right? <laughs> you guys keep it down. <laughs> Howdy, y'all. My name is Tiffany Keith. I'm the preaching pastor of Heartstrings, Bluegrass, Worship, and Wild Hearts. Welcome to Give God an Inch, where we open ourselves up to God's nudging. I will read one of my sermons, read, not preach, totally different things. What I write and what comes out on Sunday mornings are not the same. After I read the sermon, we are going to take a little bit of time to reflect on it what I said, why, and maybe what hit the cutting room floor. God, you are our strength and our shield. Our hearts trust in you. In you, we have found our courage. Our wild hearts dance for joy. And in our songs, we will praise you. Psalm 28, verse 7. Our wild hearts dance for joy. Let us pray. Oh God, open us up. Open our eyes that we might see. Open our ears that we might hear. Open our hearts that they might be wild. And then, oh God, open our hands that we might serve. So over the course of this sermon series, I have been really just waiting to do this song. And I began the sermon with listening to the song. So I'm going to cut really quick to Sunday morning and to this song and to um, an interview with Joy. So every single Monday morning for the last five weeks, I have woken up, I have looked at this text, and I've asked myself, is this the week that we can talk about the song? I want to talk about the song. So every week, can we talk about the song? And every week, God's like, no, not this week. This week is not the song until last Monday morning. I woke up, I looked at the text. And it's like, yay! God's like, yeah, this is the week for the song. So I'm going to invite the band to play the opening verses of the Wild Heart song. God is untamed. Our God is free. God has no us down to bring us hope it's a wild heart of our
too before they before they wander off. <laughs> I think you need this too. CB Denson on just about everything. He plays <laughs> bass, mandolin, guitar. suspenders, suspenders. CB Pete Sandlin is on fiddle today. A wonderful friend of mine from Castle Rock. He drove all the way down this morning. <laughs> Your wonderful pastor, <laughs> Kent Ingram, and Josh Carpenter uh, on banjo this morning. Yay, thank you. And 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 we can't forget Joy, right? <laughs> oh, my, my name is Joy, Joy Maples. <laughs> and I'm going to spend a couple of minutes asking you a couple of questions. Now you guys can wander off if you want to. Ah. Yeah, released, released. Uh, <laughs> She's good. Don't don't touch the instrument. <laughs> so the so you have been pulling these people together, including random people that are like, "Hey, <laughs> I want to be part of the band," and fitting them in. <laughs> and this all started with you receiving an email, a, a random email from a guy who had received a random email from a random guy. <laughs> Um, who was asking, like, hey, do you know anybody that can play bluegrass every Sunday morning? Right. <laughs> right. So I did get an email from the president of the Colorado Bluegrass Music Society. And uh, so far, I feel like my gifting has been connecting people. And so when he said, hey, can you find someone to help this pastor find a bluegrass band every Sunday? I thought, I don't know who would do it every Sunday. But a few couples, a few couples came to my mind, and I made it a point to contact each of them uh, separately, and both of them said no. <laughs> <laughs> and they both said no, and you gave up and said no yeah, way. Yeah, so I said, well, I, I wanted to write him back and tell him I was really sorry I wasn't able to find anyone, but I felt really I don't know, I just felt really bad about that. And I, so I did try and connect a few other people and I was sitting there one day and uh, I felt God say to me, uh, I put it in your lap. <laughs> and I have felt uh, not, uh, not able to lead, not able to do something like that. So it seemed to me that I was being asked to go somewhere that I wasn't equipped to go. But then you have to ask yourself, if God's asking you to go, then we are equipped, yeah. I guess. So then you eventually sort of said, yeah, so I, I guess I will. Yes. And you weren't nervous at all, right? You were like, oh, I am full on in, not a problem. Yeah, but then it was kind of interesting because Tiffany, I didn't know her very well, but she was very comfortable and very confident with how God had directed and if God had put me and her life, she just seemed to just accept that. And I said, well, I mean, shouldn't you know that I don't have credentials and that I don't have this, you know? And uh, I, was, I was focusing on all that I wasn't and all that I didn't have. And uh, God was calling me to focus on him and to see what he could provide for me. And so when I finally said yes and really meant it, that's when CB came back into my life and it was like I had to say yes first and then he gave me a mentor <laughs> <laughs> so after I had said yes and decided that I could be strong in my weakness through God uh, he provided CB to me and CB has been the one really um, 
behind most of these Sundays. <laughs> yeah. And you're doing it. And we are so grateful that yes. you had a choice and you chose to show up week after week after week. Can we like give her and the band like huge honks? Have you been there? That place where you feel called, nudged, invited into something that scares you? I think that's the wrong question. The question is, when was the last time you were there? Maybe it's way back when you were at those awkward middle school dances and you stood back watching the dance floor, waiting for the perfect moment to get up and dance, gathering all of your courage to step out. Maybe it was much bigger than that. Kent told the story on the Sermon Roundtable this week at Annual Conference 2016 as head of the delegation. He stood before clergy and lady from the Rocky Mountain Conference and introduced Reverend Karen Olivito as our new bishop. The bishop has helped get the bishop he helped get elected. As an aside, the best, most accurate hashtag we use when talking about our bishop is our bishop is funner than your bishop. She doesn't hesitate to jump on the drums to laugh her big, beautiful laugh or to dance. So it wasn't surprising that after Kent introduced her to the annual conference and her favorite song came on, filling the entire space, Dancing Queen by Abba. Of course, she exited the space dancing, inviting Kent to dance with her. Given the chance to dance, he declined. Maybe dancing is easy for you or just not your thing. Maybe it's playing an instrument in front of people for the first time or public speaking or speaking at all. I remember one class when I was in seminary. Our teacher began class by leading us through Lectio Divina. Lectio Divina is a beautiful power contemplative powerful contemplative prayer practice where you listen to the same scripture multiple times in a row, listening for God's voice, God's invitation, God's spark of light. The professor read the text and asked the group. There were only about 10 of us in the group. What word or phrase is sticking with you from the text? It's an easy question. I mean, it doesn't get it doesn't get any easier for introverts like me. Repeat one word from the text. I had my word. Someone else said their word. Then another, then another. Remember, this is a contemplative prayer practice. So in reality, it's very quiet with lots of space between each word. Someone would speak a word and then silence and then another. And I kept thinking, I should share. I should share. I should share. But then everyone else had shared and the long, long, long space after, I felt like I needed to share, but it felt so big, so much pressure. The professor read, a read the text a second time. This time, the question was less contemplative and quiet and more conversational. What's drawing your attention in the text? 
again, everyone said something about the text, about where they were finding God and God's voice. Again, I just could not make myself say a word. Again, the professor read the text. Again, in quiet contemplation, she asked us what word or phrase was coming to us. Again, I felt too nervous, too scared, too self-conscious to speak. I think of these moments in my life when I felt nudged, called into something bigger, something that scared me. Sometimes I said yes, and sometimes I said no. And then I think of this song we've been singing each week. He isn't tame. He is free. He has no limits, no boundaries. That's the wild heart of our God. I can feel the contrast between my fear and God's extravagant love, between my constraints and God's freedom, between my self-doubt and God's wild heart. I can close my eyes and put myself in that middle school gym. I can feel the presence of God dancing in total freedom, inviting me to join. Come join me. God beckons, calls, invites, invites us into this limitless, boundless love. I have a choice. You have a choice. In little moments and big moments, you can sit it out or you can dance. Remember the song, I Hope You Dance by Leanne Womack. I hope you never fear those mountains in the distance. Never settle for the path of least resistance. Living might mean taking chances, but they're worth taking. Loving might make, might be a mistake, but it's worth making. Don't let some hell-bent heart leave you bitter. When you come close to selling out, reconsider. Give the heavens above more than just a passing glance. And when you get the choice to sit it out or dance, I hope you dance. Well, wow. Th thanks for that sermon, Tiffany. I, the, the thing that really struck me was the last story, that song by Leanne Womack. I, uh, I love the way that that song gathered up all the images that you've used going up to the sermon, the, the anxiety, the shyness, the trepidation, the fear, the unwillingness to risk. I mean, all those images you talked about in the previous stories and, and pull them down to one word, right? I mean, it's dance, you know, it, it, when, when, world, when the world looks like a frightening place, dance. And I love the way that that tied into to the, the conversation before around the God on the dance floor and the God freely dancing out there and the God that invites us and calls us to dance. Um, there was a part of me that wanted to dance, right? I don't dance. I'm not a dancer. I never have been a dancer. But, but there, was, there was something pulled out of me that said, I, I want to dance. I just want to thank you. I, I love the images uh, that you offer, but I love the way you gave us the, the invitation at the end. So I suppose you intended to do that. Well, my name is Kent Ingram, and I'm a pastor at First United Methodist Church of Colorado Springs. And I get to work with Reverend Tiffany Keith on heartstrings as a guitar player and communion presider.
and soloist don't forget soloist (laughs) and hi i'm tiffany you know the song it it was kind of cool because it's one of those moments where the song came to me it was like I, it started playing in my head and like, I hope you dance. I hope you dance. We, we and I, I think it's funny because I think the image of the middle school dance floor came up from both Patty and you and the round table conversation. I think Patty, when I was talking about the text and what I wanted to do, she was like, oh my gosh, that sounds just like middle school. And I'm like, it sort of does, right? That middle school thing. And we all, even if we don't, even if we didn't do that in middle school, even like there's people out there that they're like dancers, like got up and dance all the way through middle school but they understand that feeling of going, oh my gosh, I need to, I need to. And then I think when Patty said that, your response might have been in that conversation was like, I can see God in the middle of that dance floor. And that felt so right. And, And it does, it ties in not, I mean, not just to the images in this sermon, but to courage, right? Which was three weeks ago, we were talking about courage and that's what it is, right? Not, not, not being afraid, not not just doing it, but being afraid and getting out there anyway. And I think I have faith. I trust that God calls us all to something that's at least a little scary, Mm -hmm. Uh, maybe not all the time, but often in our lives, we are being called into something that's a little scary. That's where we're growing. If, if it's a call from God, it's what? If, if it's a call, yes, yes, you did. If it's a call from God, it's probably um, going to be a beyond where we're actually really comfortable. I think if it's big enough to come from God, it's probably big enough to to move us uh, just beyond our comfort zone. I think I think something else that was interesting to me was the, the interview with Joy. Um, there, there's a lot that we that you couldn't talk about in the interview with Joy. Uh, just the details around the beginning of this worship service and the the uh, the dreams that we had that, that you had and I had. We started with Cowboy Church, I and mean, this has sort of been a journey. Um, and and you you doing some research and me sending an email and Joy getting an unsolicited email about some crazy preachers and church trying to do something. I mean, it, it really was a crazy story. I mean, the odds of this thing happening were just virtually zero. Um, and yet, and yet, she said. Yes, eventually, you know, she, she fought through her own fears and, and anxieties, and she said yes, eventually. I mean, she's a perfect example, just a perfect example of, of what it, your sermon was trying to do. And, and you too. I mean, you know, this was all new, all different. All We started this in November, <laughs> in the middle of the winter, outside. Um, so, so there was something for those of us who's been, who've been along in this journey that... Um, it resonated with it really it's 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 our story it's your story it's joy's story um 
uh, what joy just, you know, in talking to her and, and she didn't, uh, I, she has to say yes. I think every week, I think she's still at that point where every week she's like, God, are you, are you sure? Because I think you're wrong, <laughs> you know? And, and I feel her getting more and more comfortable and more and more confident. Um, but I love working with her in, in part because I have absolutely been there where every time I had to get up and stand up and preach, um, cause it wasn't often for the first, you know, I mean, few years, I think the first year I preached, it was four times. Right. And every time that I had to stand up and preach, I had to talk myself into it. I, I had to talk myself out of running and, and I hope what this sermon does helps us point towards saying yes as individuals and as a community when we when we feel God calling us into something bigger and more and and I don't know as we go forward what that looks like I I think it could be crazy stuff right (laughs) in good ways um and I hope when we're when we feel that call when we feel that challenge that um, we can point back to this community and say, I know I'm not the only one that has felt this. And therefore, uh, maybe I can consider a yes. Tell me the story about the song. How did you find it? What, is, what does it mean to you as it relates to heartstrings? Um, um, I literally on the, so- on the song, um, I searched saw like wild heart lyrics or something. And I think this was one of the first songs that came up. I didn't remember. I didn't spend hours and hours looking, but when I heard this one, I'm like, Oh, that feels like a wild heart. And I love that the character with a wild heart is God Hmm. because you know, you know, in the Bible, um, and you, you've taught me this since I started coming to church, is that all of the characters in the Bible are imperfect, um, and other than, you know, Jesus, because none of them are God. And the early communities didn't want us to mistake didn't want their people to mistake their leadership for God. They like they weren't supposed to idolize David. David was an imperfect king and he did all sorts of things wrong. <laughs> and so so the fact that God is the wild heart in this story al- allows me to to dream God-sized dreams for what wild heart means without idolizing like another person or a thought or a thing, right? So, and this song for me feels like, so you and I have both preached this, um, the prodigal son, like a better title for that story would be the prodigal father, the extravagant love of God that's just, oh my gosh, like, you you were just throwing out love like like you were just tossing it all out there it may or may not work like just the extravagance that's what the prodigal part of that is and 
Um, in the story, the gospel story, the prodigal son, I mean, that is the gospel. All, like when you're doing, if you do research for that sermon, one of the things you'll run into is this is the gospel in one story, like the entire gospel in one story. And um, this song reminds me so much of that. So I feel like every time we sing it, we are setting a vision of what, what we are as a wild heart individually, as wild hearts as a community to say that, that's what we wanna be as a wild heart. Um, and at the same time, we are learning the gospel story, the, 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 the good news that God is running, God is running after us like, he is free. He is not bound. He, God is not tame. He has, God has no boundaries that, 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 that we might put up fences and, you know, and rules and it has to be, and you can't be. God is not bound by any of that. He is, God is extravagantly in love with us. One of the things that's hard to, to imagine if you're just watching a, or listening to a podcast or even watching it online is the reality that you're doing your worship service in a parking lot in downtown Colorado Springs um, where some of our unhoused neighbors hang out and, um, and, and just a variety of people uh, make their way through the parking lot at, at different times uh, during the day and different times during the worship service. Interesting story this week, of course, is that a gentleman was talking to a member of the band and asked about the service and was told that it was a Methodist church. And his response to that, you remember, was, oh, so you're not Christian, which is, you know, an interesting response. And, and what he meant was, well, what we assume he meant was that you don't have enough rules. You, you don't, you, your God isn't defined enough. It's not angry enough. It's not judgmental enough. It's, it's, it's not condemnatory enough. I mean, you, your God is, is way too soft and easy and loving. And, and there's, a, there's a part of, part of me that wants to say, listen to the song. If, if you get the song, you get the God that we're trying to talk about. That this, this God that is passionately in love with you. This God that is inviting you to dance this dance. And, and you know, it's, it's sad that there are people that, that require a God like that in order to be called a Christian God. I just, I just wonder what your thoughts were about that little conversation that happened with the, with the mandolin player. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with our mandolin player. And, oh man. Um, so we are in the parking lot and this was a, a, a homeless couple I missed it they weren't they they were living in their car and they were <laughs> who are you and um you know and you know we're Methodists so you must not be Christian <laughs> um so what do you believe and and I feel like how countercultural is it to the Christian culture to to say that that none of it is our our under our control like 
we can't control God's love with our rules, with our, here's what you have to do. Here's what you have to believe here. Here's the, 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 the path. Um, this is God's, God's salvation, God's life, abundant life, God's eternal life is God's gift to give to whoever God chooses to give it to. And, and I have to live into the, the belief, the idea that, it, I, that I'm going to lean towards the, the thought that the belief that God can choose to give it to anybody that God wants to. So I better assume God's going to give it to everybody because my life is better if I live a life that I, that I just assume God's going to give it to everybody. And that when I look at somebody in the eye, it, <laughs> well, this kind of, okay. So this is a story I, you know, and I, I've told it before, but when I, when I was first in the church and receiving communion and, you know, it's just like, what, I don't get it. Okay. This little piece of bread, this little juice thing is super confusing. It makes no sense. Right. Um, and when you're just coming into the church and as much as you want to explain it, it, it's just like, I don't get it. So I would lean into the mystery of this and just, you know, uh, you know, at the crossroads service, I would come up, get my bread and juice, kneel, kneel at the rail and just pray, God, I don't get this. So whatever it's supposed to do, do it. And then, you know, a couple of years into church, a year into church or whatever, I was serving communion. And there's this moment that I'm serving somebody that I, I don't believe is holding the truth of the gospel. I, I, I felt her to be somebody that was angry and bitter and was, was spending her life making sure as few people got the gospel as possible like right like she kept like here's what you need to earn God's love um and that's the message I felt from her which just felt so wrong to me and yet there's this moment when I'm I'm putting a piece of bread in her hand and saying you know God's God's love for you, you know, um, I, so that practice of inviting people into God's love, of seeing God's love in their eyes, even when it's really hard, is so much harder than believing the right things. And that's where I find the abundant life that God offers us. That's a beautiful story, Tiffany. And, and um, you know, there's a part of me that, that thinks that, that depending on, well, the God that invites us to dance, um, depending on who that God is, who we picture that God to be, um, we're, we're, we're likely want to dance or not. You know, I don't want to dance out of fear. I don't want to dance out of 
obligation. I don't want to dance out of a sense of if I don't do this, I'm in real trouble. I want to dance because the person inviting me to dance is so full of love and grace that I just can't resist. I've been swept onto the dance floor uh, because of that kind of love and grace. And, and I think that that's, um, I think that's what I heard in your sermon, right? I think I, think I heard we, we live in this kind of fear and anxiety, but, but the one who invites us to dance is, is a big, beautiful, generous, loving, powerful God. Uh, this God invites us to the floor. So thank you for the sermon. Uh, let, me, let me ask you this. If, if, if um, you could define the, the perfect response or the perfect understanding or the, 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 what you would want your congregation to hear, take away or do because of this sermon, what would that be? For, for me on this one, it's kind of easy, right? So I, those moments that you're like, okay, I have a choice. I can sit it out or I can dance. My hope is whether they're little or big that as a congregation, we're practicing choosing to dance. And that we see a reason to dance, that we understand the vision to dance that's bigger than any one of us, that, that, that we seeing that we're invited to dance and, you know, and really just knowing in those moments where it's like, okay, I, I can do this or I cannot. I mean, one of the, again, I keep saying this, but like, you know, saying hi on Facebook or checking in somehow, like every week I'm getting more and more people that are like, oh, hey, by the way, we've been here. You know, I, I haven't checked in, but I want you to know that I've been here. And like, that matters. That matters so much right now because I feel alone. Like we all feel alone and disconnected in one way or another. And like, that matters. And that's not easy for everybody. And as a super introvert, I understand that it's not easy for everybody, you know, to connect. So, um, so what about, what about you? Like, what do you think as somebody that, that heard the sermon more than, you know, you didn't preach it, you heard it. What do you think a good response is, a perfect response is, and, and what was your response? Well, I, I, I like to think my response was the perfect response, and, and <laughs> as always, <laughs> I, I guess um, I, I guess I I am now ready to to look for or to hear from you an invitation to to, to find an invitation to dance. Right to, I, 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 at the end of that sermon. And the point of the sermon wasn't to give any kind of specific call or request, which it was a different sermon. But now I'm ready. Okay. All right. I, I'm willing. Find me, find me a dance floor. And I'll go. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you wanted us to dance, right? Like, you wanted me to dance. And I said, no. I sort of wiggled, but like... <laughs> Well, Skippy, <laughs> our mandolin player, did a little mountain stop dancing, but uh, yeah. I, I mean, he did. And our banjo player played like a claw. I don't even know what that was. That yeah, he did. claw hammer. Yeah. A, 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 a what? Claw hammer. Style. A claw hammer banjo style, player. a banjo playing. And, and, you know, I talked to him a little bit afterwards and that was like a new, th new th he's like, I don't play that. I don't do that publicly. <laughs> right. 
Well, I mean, yeah, being with the band, I can tell you the inside story on that. We were rehearsing before the service and Josh, the banjo player, looked up and said, don't ask me to take a ride on this, to do a solo on this. And, and the band said, well, why not? He said, I've, I've tried to get this and I, and I don't know how to do it well. And, and they said, you know what? Just do the very best you can. Do a, do a claw hammer, which is a different than a rolling kind of five finger picking sort of thing that he does. Do a claw hammer uh, thing on this and it'll be good enough. And it was, it was fun. It was fun to listen to him. So he, he, he danced, right? He got on the floor with his old banjo and he, and he played something that he thought he couldn't do. And it was beautiful. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I talked to him briefly after service, but gosh, I, can you imagine, right? Can you imagine uh, how, how world-changing a community, community of people rooted in, in God's love and brave enough to say yes. Like, what could we do in this world if we can be that? I, I mean, if Josh can make the choice, if, if Joy can make the choice, I mean, CB danced, like... <clears throat> I, I I did the stupid poem last time. I mean, I like the poem slash sermon, not poem story thing. You know, if we create a community that's not like you have to get it perfect, but instead says you just have to show up. Like, what is that dance floor? I, I, you know, what is that dance floor that God is inviting us to? what does it look like? Where is it? What's the, I'm not a big picture person. I'm not a person that's, that has to say, here's what it looks like. And in 10 years, here's what's going to be. I'm way more of a person that's just like, Hey, what's that next step that God's calling us to, you know, what is, what does that look like for us? You know, I think you're forming this community, right? This, no, nobody was going to judge Josh if he played poorly. They were going to just love Josh, whether, whether he played poorly or not. Now, he's talented enough that he could pull it off, but sometimes we're going to fail. I mean, if I dance, it would be a fail, right? It would be a fail, but they would love me anyway. They, 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 would, they, would, they would embrace me and say, thank you. Thank you for your dance. Um, like you singing a solo. Absolutely. Absolutely. Scared to death. And it, I didn't, it, you know, it was not a great solo, but, but I got all kind of sweet comments from people. If, if you can create a community that will do that for a song, um, can you create a community that will do that for broken people who come into our midst? Um, just needing to be loved, you know, need, needing to, to give whatever they have and it be enough. Um, I think that's the community you were creating. That's a powerful, powerful image. I want to thank mm. you for that. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, would you like to like introduce yourself? Well, my name is Kent Ingram, and I'm a pastor at First United Methodist Church of Colorado Springs, and I get to work with Reverend Tiffany Keith on heartstrings as a guitar player and communion presider. And soloist. Don't forget soloist. 
<laughs> and hi, I'm Tiffany. So uh, I think we should probably send it back to the band at this point, right? Say yes. Yes. That <laughs> <clears throat> I was just waiting for the music to start. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you.